Hello, welcome back to No Idea, the podcast where you have no idea what we're going to talk about and we have no idea how it's going to go. I am one of your hosts, Jenny, and unfortunately, Allie is not here with us again. Aww. Everyone go aw. Robin went aw a little too yeah. soon. It's okay. Let's do it together again. One, two, three. Aw. There we go. Um, yeah, she's not with us, but she will be with us soon, so just keep holding on for those of you who are like, um, I'm only Allie's fan. Jenny, what are you doing? Guess what? It's okay. Everyone chill. We have one of my dear friends here, Robin, was Mitchell, just recently got married, so that is Gazuntite's your last name, right? No. What is it? Gazunis. Gazunis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bless you, bless you. <laughs> Robin Gazunis with us. And Robin and I have been friends since I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. That's literally like eight years. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I sometimes call her Robin of Loxley. Robin of Loxley! Like that. <laughs> it's from the movie um, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Uh-huh. <laughs> For those of you who don't know that movie. And um, she's a curly-haired faithful friend of mine. Um, but what is your official job title right now? I am an administrative assistant at a youth group. Yeah, yeah. But she's not <laughs> just that. She's also the worship leader there. Mm-hmm. And she is studying psychology. About to graduate, baby! Up top! Whoa! Oh, sorry. There, there you go. There go. <laughs> and um, she's going to be graduating in May. Yep. So exciting. It's coming up. And she basically runs the show. Let's be <laughs> real. I mean, she does everything except preach, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. She's just a wonderful face to see when you walk in. You're like, ah, I'm home. You know. Wow. <laughs> well, Thank you. You're welcome. Um, how did we meet, Robin? How did we meet? We met. Um, so my mom was a history teacher. She was and my she, history teacher. I know she was my history teacher. Get out. <laughs> Robin's two years older than me, so yeah. you were 14 and I was 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom really loved teaching history so she would do whatever she could to make it fun so she would take her students on a trip to something called medieval times yes which is if you've never been i don't know how to explain it yeah. it's just <laughs> you literally just go it's like people role-playing medieval times people are jousting yeah. and it's like a recreation for yeah. you to like experience They're like it dressed as knights and yeah. and you like walk through a village kind of yeah. and like see what the houses would have looked like. It's a little weird now that I actually yeah. <laughs> explained it. It's a little strange. Kind of weird. But it was a few hours away. Yeah. So we went it was so fun. on a field trip. Yeah. And we sat next to each other on the bus because Jenny was like the only person. Because again, I was like two years older than everyone else on the trip. Really, the only reason I went is because my mom was the teacher and she like needed another chaperone. And I was like, I'm 14 years old. And she was like, <laughs> I can watch 12 year olds. Yeah. So, uh, I really only kind of knew Jenny because, like, I remembered her face and I had, like, seen her around in years prior. So, I sat with her and, uh, Boom, listen. a friendship was born. <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> like, we laughed our way to Orlando what and back. What actually happened, I just realized that Robin's literally one of the funniest people I've ever met in my <laughs> life. Like, even 12-year-old Jenny was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> she's amazing. <laughs> I didn't talk like that when I was 12. No, you didn't. No, I didn't have braces at the time or anything, right? I did have a retainer. retainer. I had a retainer. Yeah. So I was like, Robin's the most amazing person (laughs) I've ever met. (laughs) But thus a friendship was born. We We laughed and laughed and laughed. We did. We really did. Literally wouldn't shut up. It was so great. Um, (laughs) Everyone hated us. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) You remember that one kid that we had to pull over the side of the road for him to pee? Wait. <laughs> no. Okay, never mind, never mind, forget okay. it. We're not going to go down that road. Okay. It happened, though. <laughs> okay. Um, but today, I'm so excited because yes. um, Robin wants to talk about, well, I wanted her to talk about, <laughs> um, this one topic that she lives out so well in her life, and she has always encouraged me as long as I've known her 
to do this. And what is that topic, Robin? Um, it's following the call of God on your life uh, without giving in to society's pressures. There are a lot of pressures. There are. Amen? Amen. Amen. I agree. Um, there's just a lot of people that when you're graduating high school or when you're going through college or you just are around that age, regardless mm-hmm. of schooling, there's a lot of people that will be like, you need to do this with your life mm-hmm. or this would be better, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of people that aren't even saying anything, but there's also own doubts of our ourselves in our own minds. We're right. like, where'd that voice come from? Yeah. You know? Yeah. A lot of voices. Not in a schizophrenic way, but in a way like, oh I my mean, gosh, so many options. There might be, but... Anyway, she is, <laughs> she is studying psychology, people. But, um, Robin, what has been your personal experience with this? Um, well, when I was getting ready to graduate high school, I knew just based on my own life experience that I was really passionate about mental health and psychology and I knew that was an interest of mine and I knew my other interest was ministry and leading worship because that had been something that I had been doing for a while on the youth worship team and um, I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do with my entire life but I knew those were things that I was interested in and I wanted to learn about Um, so I was looking at different colleges and I mean I knew if I wanted to get a major in ministry that I need to go to a Christian university and if I was going to major in psychology I knew I would want to go to a Christian university because sometimes venturing into the secular world of psychology is a little risky and there's some things you might not want to support Freud had some weird theories man weird stuff we don't talk about it so I wanted I even though because there's like a lot of this idea that just like if you don't go to a if you go to a, a private university, it's not like a real college. Like it's not, not like a, a real, real school. Yeah, it's not like it's not the real experience, and you're not getting a real degree. And so, I had to like fight with myself to be like, I know if I'm going to do what I want to do and what I feel like I need to do, I need to go to a Christian university. But I just feel like I'm not, I'm not doing the real thing. But and then even at the time, there was a more of a stigma about like psychology too. So it was like. I didn't necessarily want to tell everybody that I wanted to be a psychology major. It was a little, like, embarrassing to say I felt passionate about mental health mm-hmm. and wanting to be a counselor. So, um, there's just kind of a moment where I, like, I remember I was walking through our gym where we had our youth services, and I kind of just, like, realized, like, okay, this is what I'm passionate about, and I know I need to go to a private university to do it, and I just kind of need to, you know, stick to my guns and just do it. And, and there's no shame in that. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I did. I ended up going to a, a private university a couple hours from our hometown, and um, I, I switched my major a couple times to figure out the right way to do it. But I'm a I'm a psychology major and a, a youth ministry minor, and um, uh, I, I, a year after being on campus for schooling, mm-hmm. uh, I came back for the summer, and the youth pastor, my old youth pastor, pretty much said, "Hey, we really, really need help here." I'm preaching, I'm leading, I'm leading worship, and I can't lead worship anymore. I We want to hire somebody to do it, and we thought of you. No. Is there any... Ch- yeah, I know. <laughs> is, there, is there any possibility of you staying home next year? If there was, we would hire you to lead worship here. And, um, I mean, that automatically I was... I because that a lot of the kids that were still in the youth group really had my heart and I know while I was on campus I thought about them a lot and Mm -hmm. I would pray for them all the time and reach out and text them and make sure they were doing good and stuff and um, me being one of them (laughs) (laughs) um 
Yeah, and I, I bet just, that was an inner struggle. It, it was, and I knew I loved leading worship. I loved being a part of worship, and I didn't really get to do that at Southeastern. It was one of those things when I went to Southeastern, I just felt like it, I wasn't supposed to do it there. I just felt like I was maybe supposed to take a break, or it wasn't the environment for me, but I missed it. And I, I personally didn't really have any problems with the idea of being an online student. Like I, mm-hmm. I had taken online classes before for some high school stuff and I didn't really have a problem with the idea of it, but there were a lot of people that, you know, even further saying, cause you know, already going to a private school, it's not real school or it's not like oh, a it's real degree. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, even further with online school, they're saying like, well, that's, an online there are people that would say like an online degree isn't like it's not a real degree or like it's not a real education or you're not going to be able to do it because it's too difficult to stay caught up when it's just you holding yourself accountable and then there's people saying you know you won't get the college experience like you you're, you're going to look back on this and regret not being on the college campus and being a part of the clubs and making the friends and the whole thing and and then you, I had people in my life even just saying, like, why do you even still want to be associated with the school? Like, wow. why do you even want to do that major? Like, what's the point? You're not going to make money as, like, a in ministry. You're, you know, like... That's all, a lot of different <laughs> <yeah>. voices. <laughs> there are a lot of people pretty much questioning everything I was Did doing. Did you like, ever ask for those people's opinions? Or was it just they just gave um, it to you? Some of them I did. Some of them I did not. I really did not. I really didn't (laughs) want to know. Thank you. (laughs) And even when I was, I came back for the summer and I was deciding I got a part-time job at a restaurant and, um, even that people were saying like, are you sure that's like the best thing for you to be? I'm like, listen, Listen, I need to make a decision about something at some point. (laughs) So, and I, I really, I know that whole summer I tried my best, like, I made pros and cons lists, like, I prayed, I asked people's advice, but, like, I think the whole time, deep down inside, I really knew I I need to get my degree, but I also need to be here, and uh-huh. I, I knew God had really called me to this place um, to be the worship leader and to be in these kids' lives, and mm-hmm. I just knew it deep down inside, and it's it was definitely tough, because there were a lot of voices, even, like, good-intentioned mm-hmm. voices, um, it was kind of one of those things where, again, I just kind of had to stick to my guns and mm-hmm. trust that God was going to make it work out and that it would all, you know, I mean, obviously he does what's good for those that love him. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, I don't think at any point there was a right or a wrong choice. It was just kind of knowing, you know, which choice is the God choice. And mm-hmm. I think deep down inside I knew, but it is hard sometimes when you have literally every yeah. other voice in the world. <laughs> you, and you're like, I don't even what know what I do. want anymore. Yeah, I yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I remember when it was a few months after I had graduated high school and I had a place where I was going. I knew the direction I wanted to go in and you and I were having coffee. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think I was drinking coffee. Maybe it was tea. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we were talking and you just told me one of the stories about one of your professors that you had mm-hmm. at school and how she didn't just stick to one thing, yeah. but she had different things she did for different seasons. Yeah. What was that story? Such a great story. It was yeah. inspiring to me. She's a, she's a real gem. Her name is Valinda. Oh, Valinda. Yeah, I know. Um, I honestly don't even remember how she really got on the topic. It might have been, like, one of our first days with her, and she was just introducing herself. But she was talking about how um, her, like, her timeline of her life really did not follow any particular, like, pattern or anything. She's kind of... She started out... um, She had, like, a part-time job with, like, kind of like a party store where she sold, like, kids' supplies and, like, stuff for birthday parties and, like, costumes and stuff. And 
at some point she was just kind of like, I, I love this, like putting on parties for kids thing. And I think I just kind of like, I want to do that. Like, I don't want to like sell the supplies or I don't want to help other people do it. Like I want to be the entertainment for kids parties and I want to help parents throw parties for their kids. So she went from (coughs) working in like a store and she started her own business where her and some friends like through parties like birthday parties or whatever for kids and you know they would do all the games and the Mm -hmm. food and costumes or whatever and but then what came next yeah I know (laughs) she did that for a couple years and then she realized she really loved working with kids and she was a Christian she loved God um so she ended up working in a youth or not a youth a kids ministry and then after a couple years she kind of like worked her way up she became a kids pastor and then I think eventually she's kind of like took on like an associate pastor's role at that church kind of like just um or she was the family the family pastor so she worked with like couples Mm -hmm. and stuff she still worked with kids and then um she knew she really liked she was passionate about psychology she liked psychology so she got her she went back to school got her um bachelor's or master's and everything and she ended up being a family counselor so she did kids she did marriages and stuff and Mm -hmm. then I think Currently, she's a teacher at the university still, but she's also, I think she's, like, technically a marriage counselor. Wow. So, she really went through the gauntlet of uh-huh. everything related to, like, family and children. Mm-hmm. She did all Anything. of it. <laughs> she did every part yeah. of it. <laughs> she, yeah. But that yeah. was inspiring to me because it wasn't like she was indecisive. It was yeah. like she just pursued different things for different seasons of her life. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong if you want to be in one place doing one thing for a long time. We're Mm -hmm. not saying that. We're saying, like, no matter how long the seasons are, our life is composed of different seasons. And each one will probably look a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we've talked about this. There's this pressure once we sometimes graduate high school. And we're like, okay, what do you want to do? And they say, like, okay... What is your major? What do you want to do for the rest of your life? Right. And that's not normally how it goes. No. We change our minds, and that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And we find out what we're passionate about, and we become more Mm self-aware. And God leads us in different directions. And so there's this pressure, like, oh, once you choose, you're locked in. Mm -hmm. But that's not true. Mm, Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think, like... Yeah, there's definitely just, I know for high schoolers, it's like, even as early as like sophomores, I heard an eighth grader the other day talking about how their mom was talking to them about colleges. Whoa. Uh, Yeah, I know. And I was like, it's so crazy. Like you're getting younger and younger that how they, they get to you and you try to talk about colleges and majors and like a 14 year old has no way, not that they're not like smart enough or anything, but you just, you don't. You can't decide what you want to do. Yeah, you don't. You've got a lot going on. Mm -hmm. You're developing in so many ways. Like you can't decide what you want to do for the rest of your life. And even at for me at 22, or for someone at 33, you can't necessarily know Mm -hmm. what you want to do for the next 40, 50 years Mm -hmm. of your life. And maybe that's because we're not supposed to make decisions 40 or 50 years in advance. And unexpected (laughs) things pop up. Right. Like you can't plan for everything. Right. Like God just kind of God moves in seasons and. Um, something I, I've encouraged a lot of, um, cause I've talked to a lot of like seniors graduating and like all of the pressures they're facing to pick their major and everything. And I, I just kind of tell them, you know, don't worry so much about planning for your future and focus more, um, on preparing. And that's not to say that you shouldn't make a plan at all, but I think where we like experience anxiety and, 
um, we get frustrated with ourselves or frustrated with God is when we get stuck in our plans and we make Mm -hmm. them and we, we really just root ourselves into those. Mm -hmm. And then obviously like things change, whether it's because it's not the plan God wanted or just because of seasons or life change or whatever, like plans are always pretty much gonna change and you have to be flexible throughout Mm -hmm. your life. So it's not so much about finding a lifelong plan and figuring out right now and sticking to it but it's about um, preparing yourself in whatever ways you can so like for me I knew I was passionate about uh, young people I knew I was passionate about worship and I knew I was passionate about mental health and I don't know necessarily like I I have not heard God tell me like you need to be a counselor in uh-huh. this city for for this group this of many people years. yeah like I never had on the that. 46th year yeah. you will move on God <laughs> yeah. saith the Lord <laughs> I never had that moment where like I and I know some people do and that's mm-hmm. great and I I love that for them and I'm very happy for you <laughs> I'm, I, yeah I'm happy for you <laughs> but like for me I never got that like clear voice and like that's that's fine. Like God does everything differently. And I think that doesn't mean that he didn't direct you. Right. I think the way he directed me was by giving me, um, gifts and passions. My passions were young people, worship and mental health. Oh, the youths. Yes. The youths. (laughs) The hooligans. (laughs) And I'm my giftings. I'm, I'm good with administrative responsibilities. I'm, I'm good with music and singing and, um, kind of training people and leading people. And I'm, I'm good with listening and counseling people and I know, you know, part of me is like that works in ministry or Mm -hmm. maybe that does work in counseling and my way of, I'm trying to make plans and like figure out, okay, like next year, what's my plan? Like, Mm -hmm. um, where am I going to be working? Like stuff like that. Um, but I, I'm mainly trying to prepare by, I'm getting my degree in psychology because I know you're going to need more schooling to be a counselor than you will to necessarily be an administrator or Mm -hmm. a worship leader. And, um, so I'm trying to get all my schooling done for that just in case God does want me to be a counselor Mm -hmm. one day. And I'm trying to get as much experience with worship leading and youth ministry as possible. That's what I'm doing right now is I'm working in a, a youth ministry and I'm leading worship and I've, um, I've done a couple camps and stuff for, um, for worship leading and everything and so I'm I'm really trying to prepare in whatever way I can for whatever God has for me and I think um for anybody that just like feels kind of in the same place where it's like oh I know like God has given me like things that I like but I don't necessarily feel like he's calling me to something well it's maybe um it's not necessarily like a a lifelong decision of like, well, right now I'm committing myself to this thing, but it, it he yeah. might be, he might not be revealing like a season's worth of a calling to you, but it might just be like the calling for today. The calling for today is yeah. to be obedient, what do I to like love doing, others. Yeah. You know? What am I passionate about? What has he given me the opportunity to do? Mm-hmm. In what ways can I impact the kingdom with the gifts he's given me? Like just right now in my, in my daily life. And you know, be smart and be wise and mm-hmm. obviously look to your future and be thoughtful. Cause you know, God doesn't want us to yeah. just like run around like a chicken with his head chopped off. Like he wants us to no. be thoughtful, he doesn't but he want us to yeah. you know, bleed out like that. Yeah. <laughs> but he obviously, he also needs us to be flexible and mm-hmm. to just be willing to do whatever he needs us to do. So yeah. it's just kind of like whatever you are passionate about, whatever you're good at, whatever people have confirmed that you're good at, 
Um, hey, you're really good yeah. at this. Why don't you do that job? Oh, what do you know? Yeah. Okay. Like, focus on those things and, mm-hmm. and really cultivate those things in your life. And, mm-hmm. and you know, God will open doors. And yeah. sometimes you won't even realize the process is happening until you look back True. a couple of years later. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, maybe this has been my calling for this season yeah. and I just really didn't yeah. even realize it. I've continued jobs in this area because I really like it. Could yeah. this be my calling? Yeah, right. We always talk about callings like we have to find them, but they're really not far. Yeah. You know, what do you like doing? Yeah. It's <laughs> so. in the everyday. Like mm-hmm. there's obviously a calling for your whole life. Like for me, I don't think being a banker is my calling or like mm-hmm. being a math teacher is my calling. Like I don't think that's something that I'll ever do at any point in my life. So I think I, there is kind of like a, a lifelong general thing that God is going to call you to, mm-hmm. but like in the day to day, it's just like be obedient, yeah. cultivate the, the gifts that he's given you right now. And he'll give you different tasks and different opportunities and different seasons. Mm-hmm. Like it's not always going to look exactly the same for your entire life. And like that is okay. Yeah. It won't be one job. Mm-hmm. I fingers crossed. I don't necessarily want to have one job for my entire life. Mm-hmm. And even like the biggest, like our pastor, our head pastor at our church, who is like a pretty like well-known guy. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's been doing ministry for like, like 80 years. Yeah, something like, like that. <laughs> he's he's kind of old, but <laughs> he's like, I mean, he has been on radio. He mm-hmm. has been on TV. He has written books He's done like um, CDs and DVDs for children. He, I think he's he done. He was a ventriloquist yeah. for a while. What? Yeah. yeah. I think he technically did youth ministry. He was an associates pastor. Mm-hmm. I think he did music stuff for a while. Now he's a head pastor. Like he has literally done a million different things, mm-hmm. and it all fit within his calling because all he did was say yes to whatever yeah. it was, mm-hmm. whatever opportunity was in front of him that God was giving him. Uh. That's your calling is yep. to just say yes right yes, now in the moment that you have. Takes all the worry off, you mm-hmm. know? And we've talked a lot about like people telling us what we think we should do. Right. Even when we don't ask for their opinion. Yeah. Like, oh thank you so much. Um, <laughs> you just Glad like to bite hear your, your thoughts. tongue. You're like, Thank you, dear. Thank you, Karen. Anyway. <laughs> um but there are some people that mm-hmm. are great to listen to and are wise and have great advice and we should yeah. listen to them. So what are some qualifications of a person that we should listen to when they do offer advice? Um, What's like a, a telltale sign? Oh, I should trust this person. Yeah. From in my from what I've experienced, make sure that you're talking to someone that like genuinely cares about you. So like yeah. don't just like start talking to Joe Schmo on the street about mm-hmm. what you're going through and then they say something inspiring and you're like, oh, you're right. Like <laughs> That was so true. <laughs> um, so talk to someone that cares about you and cares about you enough. Our, our pastor here says it all the time. Like, they're not just a fan of yours. They, yeah. like, genuinely they're going to tell you the, the stuff you don't want to hear. Yeah. Like, they're your actual mm-hmm. friend. Like, they will they'll tell you, like, listen, I know I know you love singing, mm-hmm. but you're not good at it. Like, yeah. because they love you. <laughs> because they love you. Uh-huh. Or, like, I know you want to go to this hurt school. In the moment. <laughs> yeah, but you shouldn't, or whatever. Like, they'll tell you this tough stuff. If, if you need to hear something tough, you can trust that they'll do it. Like, that kind of person. And um, someone that you know um, is doing well in their faith. Like, you don't want to go to someone that, like, just 
became a Christian yesterday and you're yeah. like, what do you think is God's divine message for me? Like, that's like, a lot oh, of pressure to put on them. I haven't reached that part in yeah. Deuteronomy yet. <laughs> yeah, like, someone that you know is really strong in their own faith that you can trust, like, is, is you know, um, they have a good biblical perspective and they're not just kind of, like, pulling stuff out of the air and stuff and... Um, so someone that'll tell you the harsh stuff if you need to hear it, someone that genuinely cares about you, someone that has a, a biblical perspective. And, um, I think they might tell you something. Cause like I, when I was trying to decide if I wanted to go back on college campus and do school there, or if I wanted to stay here in our hometown and do online schooling and, um, be a worship leader, my, my dad was one of the people who'd said, mm-hmm. well, you know, you might miss the college experience. And mm-hmm. he said, you know, make sure you think about, you know, are there opportunities at Southeastern that you might be missing? And I, I look back at that and I know his intentions mm-hmm. were not to confuse me no. or it's not like he was like trying to get rid of me. Like <laughs> it was yeah. another mouth to feed. Yeah. He's he, just like, make sure you yeah. have thought about right. all the options. And then I, I had people voice. in my life that were pointing me in directions that I knew weren't correct, but it was because of their own selfish, like they mm-hmm. wanted to, they wanted to have more access to me or they oh, yeah. wanted like stuff like that where we it was like, you so much. <laughs> yeah, like you, mm-hmm. like you obviously don't necessarily have my development and growth in mind it's it's something more surface than that so I don't when I look at like the example of my dad like I know like someone really close to you that you trust might give you advice that you don't end up following that doesn't mean they're not good at giving you advice it just means you know you want to have multiple people in your life that like follow the whole like you know they'll they'll tell you the truth if you need to hear it and they have the biblical biblical perspective and it helps if they know your history like Mm -hmm. they know what you've been through they know what you, um, have, um, experience with and they know what your passions are, like all that kind of stuff. You're probably going to want to talk to a couple people because mm-hmm. it's good to get a full rounded perspective and the people that give you advice that you don't end up following, that doesn't mean that they're bad guidance or they're no. bad, <laughs> they're not wise counsel or whatever. It just means that, um, sometimes you need to get the full picture to make a decision and maybe God was just using them to, to help show you the full picture. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would say someone that'll tell you the truth, someone that's got the biblical perspective locked down, and someone that knows your history and, and really cares about you mm-hmm. and your growth and your development and also what God's trying to do in you, too. And yeah. not just like, well, if you you want to go to Hollywood, then go to Hollywood. Follow your heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. So much wisdom. Thank you so much, Robin. Thank you for being on No Idea. I don't know where you hide all this wisdom. Maybe in that curly hair of yours. (laughs) Somewhere in there. But thank you so much for being on the show. This is fun. Oh, it has been fun. Maybe we'll have you on again sometime soon. Okay. But um, thank you all listeners out there for enjoying talking to Robin with me. Thank you Mm -hmm. for listening. This has been No Idea Podcast. So excited for the next one. You just got to tune in. But I can't tell you what it is because you have no idea what it is. Right. Uh Uh-huh. It's the surprise Mm -hmm. element. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.